Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here. It is a crossover between Locked On Nationals and Locked On Marlins. Peter Pratt is with us tonight. Nationals Marlins series coming up this week. We're going to preview all the action, see where both teams are at, what to expect, and more. It's all coming your all's way next. You are Locked On Nationals. Your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, once again, this is a crossover between Locked On Marlins and Locked On Nationals. These three teams have a series coming up this week, so... We thought we'd join forces, Peter Pratt and I, to preview this series, a three-game series coming up in our nation's capital, or at least my nation's capital, uh, Peter Pratt of Lockdown Rollins. How are we doing, man? I'm doing well. This is a late one for me. Or, you know, we're approaching midnight, so you know we're, we're, we're burning the midnight oil here over in the UK, but it just is what it is. Baseball season is here. Games are on. I am losing sleep, but in a good way. The fish... Oh, they've made a nice little start, actually. Nice start. Uh, yeah, I would say it's pretty nice. Like, you know, if you're a Nationals fan, you haven't been keeping up uh, with, uh, you know, how everything's been going, at least for the Miami Marlins right now. They are in second place. Now, look, this this NL East should be better than it is. I'm not sure why it's not. But mm. the same thing happened last year, too. The Marlins are in second at 7-8. and eight. So how have they been getting it done, I guess, relatively speaking, for a 7-8 and eight start? The way they're getting it done is beating the guys in the division. So we started out West and got tonked by the Giants and tonked by the Angels. And you're like, oh boy, here we go. This is going to be a tough season. And then a nice four-game series against the Phils, beat them 3-1. And then we went into Atlanta and uh, and got a win as well this weekend. So we're playing well in the division, which has not been the case for the past few years. Other than the Phils, we love playing them. But Marlins playing some good in-division ball. And uh, there's been no cupcakes on the schedule. We're sitting at seven and eight. Uh, but no mm-hmm. cupcake games, playing a lot of tough teams, a lot of playoff teams from last year. So the pitching has been we, – we talked about it a few weeks ago, Josh. You know, yeah. we it, we know the pitching on paper is there, and it, it's delivering. What you've got is Sandy Alcantara is doing Sandy things, but you've got Pablo Lopez, the ERA leader in mm. Major League Baseball right now, and that's been a real nice one. And Lazardo as well has been very, very nice. So the pitching's been there, and then you've just got Jazz Chisholm just – having an absolute superstar start of the year, which is great to see some of the free agent bats have been a little bit cold, but Jazz is carrying it on the offense and uh, the pitching just doing its thing. It's been fun. So what's interesting is because you look at the, you know, the run scored for them, 59, which is the lowest in the National League East. Uh, mm-hmm. it, but the runs allowed is 58. You know, so it's plus one run. But that just shows you like the, the defense, or the, the pitching rather, and you know, to some extent the defense, as well, has been doing really well. The only other team in the National League East that's better than them is New York Mets, and the Mets have been off to an awesome start on kind of all facets for them. But for the Marlins, like this, this is kind of what you and I talked about, right? Pitching's delivered, and the lineup were like, eh, not sure if we're sold, but <laughs> yeah. you know, but the pitching's delivering. It's it's the blueprint, right? You know, there's been a lot of one run games too, like you know, a couple of blown saves away from you know being over 500 already. I mean. You know, it, it kind of goes both ways, but, you know, it's just tight games, you know, start out against the Giants. You know what the Giants are. They're basically the Marlins, but slightly better. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they lean on their pitching. The lineup is, oh, it's okay. The Angels actually played well against the Fish as well. but And then you go against the Phils, and we handled the Phils easily. Like, their pitching was not good. And, um, yeah, the Marlins played well against them. So, yeah, it's been, I think, as advertised is how I describe it. You know, we spoke a few weeks back, and not too much has changed. It's just you're relying on, on the starters to go deep, and they have been. The ninth inning is still a problem. Like I spoke about, they they, they didn't solidify the ninth. It's been a bit of, you know, an adventure. Anthony Bender's given first crack. He's got two L's, a blown save and one save. He's then hurt his hip. Tanner Scott's had a save. Then a, almost tried to blow a game last night. So it's been an adventure in the ninth, no doubt. But the Marlins are playing Marlins baseball, which is low scoring, pitching duels galore. If you like your pitching duels, then this is the team for I- you. I do because the games go faster when that happens. They go uh, quick, as, right? As somebody, who is a play, as somebody who is a play, play person currently for a baseball team, at least the college ranks, uh, the yeah. pitchers' duels, they get you home a bit, a bit quicker. Um, so this weekend, or this excuse me, this week, we're going to see three guys. It's going to be Alcantara, Lopez, and Rogers. Those will be the three guys that face off against the Nationals. Talk about how those guys have started off because, I mean, Alcantara, is talk, you know, he's coming off a really awesome outing uh, against the Cardinals, I believe. And then you mentioned Lopez. He's been lights out so far. And then also Trevor Rogers too. I'm not familiar with how he's done this year, but let, let the folks know. How, what can they expect from these three guys this weekend? Or this week? I keep saying weekend. Yeah, I mean, Sandy's been vintage Sandy. And the Marlins offense has been vintage Marlins offense when Sandy's been pitching. I.e., it just hasn't come alive. And uh, yeah, same happened against the Cardinals uh, last time out. Uh, and so it's just... It's ground balls, it's velocity, it's it's K's, it's change ups, it's it's everything Sandy Alcantara is now. He's he signed his extension and you're looking to see what happens next with Sandy. You know, does he take a step forward again? And for me, he's just been as advertised. But really the main the main dude is Pablo Lopez had a real ro- rocky spring. Uh missed the second half last year, um, going down hurt. You're thinking, okay, Pablito, what what's what Pablo Lopez are you gonna get? Mm-hmm. Boy, oh boy, it's been absolutely stunning from Pablo Lopez. It really has. He's just been sensational. So that's been the real plus. Trevor Rogers, as you mentioned, you haven't seen what he's been up to. Oh boy, he got fully blown up against the Phillies. Mm. Uh, I think didn't even get through two innings, his shortest ever start. Funny thing is, he he had a similar uh, adventure in 2020 against the Phils as well. So something against the Phils, tipping pitches in 2020, maybe tipping pitches again. They just knew what was coming, the Phils. And, um, you know, it was, uh, yeah, it, it was not good, but he bounced back against the Braves just this weekend. Um, and then, you know, it's it's back around to the, the, the top of the rotation. So, you know, from a Marlins perspective for this series, I've got to say, Josh, that this lines up perfectly, really perfectly for the Fish. I mean, they want to get a, above 500. They've struggled the last, you know, last season. They were flirting around 500 for a while, couldn't get over the... The hump, it'd be, you know, this is a perfect opportunity here. Some of the offense come alive. The pitching lines up perfectly. Um, you know, the, the fish are looking to take this series. And, you know, if all goes well, take all three games, I think, if if everything goes really to plan. They might be able to. We'll get to that in one second. Quick word from our sponsors here. Uh, today's show is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline and BetOnline.net. Look, if you'd like to play some money in the series, and I suggest that you do uh, on the Marlins, maybe in all three of these games, uh, you can go to Bet Online and do so. They've got the NBA playoffs, got Major League Baseball, NHL playoffs about to start, boxing, UFC. 
Uh, if you would have bet on NASCAR, Formula One, probably not want to bet on anybody involved with Mercedes right now as well. You can do all of those things at BetOnline and BetOnline.net today. Sleek interface. You can guys can access it on your iPhone, on your computer, on your iPod Touch, whatever you got, as long as you're over 21 and access it and go there today at BetOnline and BetOnline.net. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Uh, one more question for you on, on the Marlins side of things. Okay, so the offense. So Soler has been struggling, but look, like this Jorge Soler is not this he's a one man wrecking crew at times, you know, mm -hmm. but that's what he is at, at times. He is a one man wrecking crew. Like we saw in the world series. This is not the centerpiece of your offense. It's, it's like, Oh my God, this guy is the ultimate complimentary piece or even the offense at times, but you can't rely on that day to day. What's been going wrong for the Marlins offense. Oh boy. Oh boy. Jorge Soler, Avisel Garcia. If if you like ground outs to third base, then these boys, have they've been perfect for you. It has just been not good. And the other thing, too, listen, this is just more Major League wide. Yeah. Avisel Garcia, right, yesterday in on the Sunday game against the Braves. Listen, Avi's a big dude. He, he's hit a lot of home runs in his career. And Avi thought he blasted a no-doubter there. I'm, I'm confident of that. The way he came off the bat, everything, he was like, that's gone. Didn't even make the warning track. So... I'm not sure what MLB is doing with this. The humidor. It's the baseball, it's, the humidor, right? It's got to be. Everybody's talking about this. Exactly. It, I'm not sure what you're trying to. I've never understood why they try to like continually change the baseball and sabotage themselves. It's just, it's the ultimate shooting yourself in the foot. It really is. It's, it's just, it epitomizes Major League Baseball in many ways. And listen, they're trying to find all these quirks to make the game, the pace quicker and more action. But the fans... We love home runs. We want more right. bombs. We don't like doubles in the gap. We want home runs. That's not. We're not here for uh, you know a nice uh, you, know, a, a, you know a bunt single. We're here for the long ball. We want we want bombs absolutely. So listen, it's been a slow start for the for the bombers for the fish. No doubt, Avisel and Soler. I, you know, look at the numbers with with Soler. He likes to come alive in the second half. He mm -hmm. he just cruises in this first half. Wait till after the All Star break, unless the Marlins trade him, which. Yeah, it's possible if right. they fall out. Um, but yeah, it's not been vintage from those boys. What you've really, they've had to lean on is Jazz Chisholm, Jesus Sanchez, effectively two rookies almost. Um, and then Garrett Cooper's started to come alive too. But I think what you said, you, you kind of hit on it. There is no centerpiece to this offense. It's going to be death by a thousand paper cuts, I think, type of offense rather right. than, you know, just one main stud like a kind of Soto in the lineup or a Nelly Cruz. There isn't really a centerpiece. It's just like they they just kind of get momentum going and put up a five spot. They have done that. They have shown the ability to do it, but it's not not home runs and 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 all that kind of offense. It's just yeah, a couple of singles, couple of doubles, couple of bloops, and next thing is you got five on the board. So yeah, it's it's not been vintage offense. Just let let's flip it on his head though, Josh. What's been going on with these Nats? Because I haven't been keeping a close eye. I did. I did see Juan Soto started the year hot with the the home run. I think in the first game and maybe the first run of the year for the Nats. But um, it looks like it's been a bit sluggish for him as well, actually. Yeah, every, everybody's sucked. I mean, that's kind of it's six, <laughs> except for Josh Bell. Like that's kind of the nice way of putting it. They're six and twelve. Uh, they're they're you know they they've won one third of their first eighteen games, and uh, Soto is not. He's not been typical Juan Soto. Mm. But, you know, he's hitting like 240 and his on-base percentage is above 400. 
this is like the bottom end of what he does. And if that's the bottom end, you know, you're a superstar. Um, is he to blame totally for their offensive woes? No, I just think this is a team that, you know, it's, it's not built to win. Um, you know, there, there were, you know, there's some talk of, Hey, could it be fun? But I was talking to somebody last week, you know, it's like, Hey, could the nationals make a move or two? No, no. The only moves they're making is, is, is the opposite direction. They, they throw Patrick Corbin out there every five days and it's like, it's a complete disaster. His ERA is over 11 in the first four, four starts he's made this season. And his ERA last year was, you know, was a five or sixes last year. The guy, it's, they're paying 24 next year, 24 the following, and then 20, at 30, 30 some the following season. So that's not going well. There's no Steven Strasburg. Anibal Sanchez, who's 39, hasn't pitched yet in the league or in the league since you know 2019. They brought him back. He hasn't pitched yet. And so this has just been a, a, a confluence of, you know, kind of crap, if you will. And their bullpen's been good at times, but they lost Mason Thompson's a big bullpen arm for them. Sean Doolittle had come back and was he, you know, he's he's been he's been flawless. He has not given up a run so far. He wow. hits the IL as well. So it's injuries. It's also a team that's not built to sustain any injuries at all because they're not very good. It's their star Juan Soto has not been great. It's just everything is nothing is coming up Nats at the moment right now. Boy, oh boy, this these rebuilds are tough, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, this well, this was supposed to be a, a retooling, but it's really not no. much of one. No, I I think I, I mean yesterday uh, a clip that kind of uh, that I saw that maybe just summarized the Nats was um, I think Lucius Fox I think just being sick in the in the infield <laughs> and after two pitches. <laughs> somebody somebody posted what he's like, he was tired of watching the Nationals play. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he, he, he actually got sick watching the Nationals play, and and all people were like, "Me too, me too, me too." So yeah, that, that was, sure. he, he's not alone on that one. Also, their run differential right now—I want, I want to note this—minus thirty-eight. Oh, Th- they have been getting absolutely torched, and so for Marlins fans, the, the good news—well, maybe you know—it depends how you feel about these things. But like, they scored six runs in three innings, or three innings in three games against the Giants last series. Six mm. total. They were not competitive in two of the three games. And in one, it was co- competitive, but it was a three-run game, which the Nationals really never threatened to add on more runs to make it a closer game. So this is an offense that is reeling uh, right now. And I'll just – I'll read you. They're on a five-game losing streak, and here's what they've scored in those five games. Two, three, one, two, and three. Oh, and and their win previous to that – was a one zero win. So their there offense has just been completely inept. And that's because they don't have, seem to have any. So last year when things were going well, they had Schwarber, they had Turner, they had Soto. And after that, you think you can breathe, but then there's some Josh Bell action. There's some Josh mm. Harrison action. You know, there's different guys behind it. Like, All right. You know, you think you can step off the gas here because the back part of the lineup's up. No, you can't. And that's where guys were, were taking advantage this year, it doesn't seem like they can get guys consecutively hitting well together in a game. Like, you know, if one guy gets a hit, you know, the next guy in the order strikes out, and then you flip it the next time those two guys come up. That's really where where it's been for them. So consistency in the order, which I'm sure Marlins fans can can you know sympathize with as well. Absolutely can. What? So we know two of the starters. the The interesting question is for the Thursday game, which is my favorite game because of the time. It's a it's a day game, so in our world, that's UK friendly. That's yes, what it's known as in the in the business, right? So, yes, um, UK friendly start uh, announcer. Uh, sorry, the the pitcher has not yet been announced. I'm hoping it's Patrick Corbin. Can it be? 
I don't know because so they had a doubleheader this weekend. And they trotted out Aaron Sanchez and it went really badly. Oh, boy. Uh, well, not like, like horribly bad, but like it did, and, you know, four runs in four innings, which is like a run in inning and it's not, it's not where you want to be. Um, yeah, they're trying to figure out what, what the heck they're going to do with this pitching schedule, which has been a, a little messed up. They're going to see for sure Josiah Gray, and they're going to see Eric Fetty. So I would say the one thing that I can pr- say pretty confidently is that like Josiah Gray, is he is good. He is a he's good pitcher. For those of you who don't know, he was one of the guys they got in the trade for Max Scherzer. Um, his kryptonite, which could come to, into play, you know, as we think as things warm up, is the long ball. That is where he really does. He's a fly ball pitcher. He can be a strikeout guy at times, but really he's, he is a fly ball pitcher. And so um, this is a guy who's got expectations. He wants, he wants to rev his innings count up his, you know, he wants to run the number of pitches up, but the nationals are saying, Whoa, 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 we suck. There is no reason to ask you to, to go seven or eight innings no. and, you know, 110 pitches. If it like kills your confidence, Right now, I, I do think there may be some value for letting him go and then being like, okay, third time through an order, here's what I can't do. Here's what I can't do. But it's that it's that dance of managing, you know, where he is in his career and, you know, managing where the team is. They're trying to, you know, and, and where he wants to be personally. So they're trying to figure that out. That's the one guy I can I can pretty I can assure you, like, you'll actually see some some remnants or not remnants but like you know you'll see some stuff you'll see like okay this this guy's actually a pitcher like eric fetty's a former number one pick it's not really gone well for him at best he's a fourth or fifth starter and he's not been consistent and then you know we're trying to figure out it might be aaron sanchez who pitches in, uh, in that final game of the series so um hey three or four years ago when you played the nats even two years ago the one thing to guarantee you you're probably gonna get some pretty good pitching right you know that, that's the one that he could probably give you and guarantee you Yep. Not these nets. No, not not anymore. No, it's 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 tough, right? When you don't have the rotation to lean on, um, it just makes games so tough, and the bullpen just feels the pain as well. It's it's just this kind of cyclical yes. thing. You're just trying to find starters to give you innings, um, you know, and then. <sighs> You know, if they can't get the innings, then you got the bullpen being fully so, taxed. I want to hit on that really fast. So last last weekend in their, in their last the, the first two games of the series, I I calculated it was like twelve innings that the bullpen pitched in the first two games, mm-hmm. and they gave up one earned run, and then they got tagged in the final game. But throughout the weekend, Peter, not one starter made it through a full five innings, not oh, one boy. during during the course of the weekend. And this was a problem that happened to them last year. Mm-hmm. They they could not get, you know, the, the, the starters, it, like you can't think about how good is my bullpen going to be if they're asked to pitch over half of the game consistently, <laughs> right? Like, like the in every single game this past week, the bullpen pitched over half of the game in the weekend. That can't, Crazy. that can't happen. That cannot happen. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's where they're at right now. Well, I tell you, I, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Josiah Gray again. We did see him last year after the trade, I, I recall. It may have actually been a start where um, the Marlins prospect, uh, Edward Cabrera, I think, may have mm-hmm. came up and they may have faced off. So it was kind of rookie-rookie uh, matchup. But talk about fly balls and, you know, the long balls. Like I said, the Marlins haven't hit many home runs, but the guys that have been have been from the left side of the dish with Jesus Sanchez and, and Jazz Chisholm. So uh, them, them boys have got a lot of confidence right now. They'll be looking to tuck into Josiah, I think, and... Uh, try and touch him for a couple of bombs. 
So last last game where Josiah pitched, the, the entire lineup was left-handed pitching. Uh, it was that or the two games ago. So somebody right. tried against them, and actually at times went well, at times didn't go well. But those the lefties, yeah, they've gotten to him so much. So I think the Marlins bats might have a good chance. Uh, one more word from our sponsors here, then we'll get out of here. Today's show is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Go to RockAuto.com today for any part, anything you need for your car or truck, daily driver, work car, whatever it is. They've got there. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Uh, for example, Honda Odyssey fuel pump, 353 from a chain store, 216 at rockhonda.com. Used to own one of those cars. Great vehicle, but do not pay more than you have to. Go to rockauto.com today. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their Had You Hear About Us box. That way they know we sent you. Amazing selection, always low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Peter, where can people find you and your work and all of its variety? Mainly Twitter. No no TikToks, no Instagrams. Hit me up on Same Twitter. At, yeah, at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Don't forget that underscore. And of course, if you need your Marlins content, more of it, Locked on Marlins, of course. <laughs> You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Find the show at LO underscore uh, Nationals. And you can find us on wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Peter, it was a pleasure, man. Same to you. A lot of fun. Looking forward to this series. Go fish. Yeah. It'll probably be a go fish uh, series. I'll be honest <laughs> with that.